welcome to Dinny Party. Dinny, Dinny Party Small Talk. Welcome to Dinny Party Small Talk. Episode one of Dinny Party Small Talk. Welcome to Dinner Party Small Talk. My name is Matt. Nissa. And we are here to entertain you with our raw, unadulterated sexuality bleeding <laughs> through the microphone into your ears and infecting your brain. All right, I like it. It's Nissa wasn't on board for that. I hadn't warned her about that beforehand, <laughs> but that's what we're doing today. Uh, raw, unadulterated sexuality. Okay, I wasn't aware, but I, I will get on that now. You're on the same wavelength? Yeah, I'll okay. make sure to really up it. It's radiating from you. Settle yeah, down. Pull that well, back. You, you told me to do it. I'm just ah, uh, letting it out. It's actually a little bit intimidating to the point of being sickening, actually. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so, so uh, on this week's episode of Dinny Party Small Talk... <laughs> Um, we are going to uh, have a little chat about a news item that you, yes. uh, that you have found I think found a very us. important news article that people should really be talking about more. We're going to talk about snacks. Snacks! In a segment that I call Snack Corner. And we'll at some point in the future come up with a little theme thing for it. <laughs> um, we, we've got another nostalgia killer up for you. Uh, would you like to... Give a, a like a brief sort of talk about what, what we're yeah. going to be talking about. Nostalgia so Killer. with Nostalgia Killer, as per usual, we'll be giving some perhaps divisive, perhaps not, opinions on movies and TV shows and things that maybe are a little hidden behind that veil of nostalgia and just trying to draw that up. You're going to tear those walls down. Tear those walls down. Really shit over your childhood. Really as much as possible. I like that you sort of spiced it up by saying maybe divisive and then you immediately took it back. <laughs> well, because last week we've gotten some comments on some opinions we had that maybe were a bit uh, not the common opinion, but I'm not sure if this week's going to be exactly the same. I pride myself on my unpopular opinion, so <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Excellent. Uh, and then we've also got uh, a special guest at the end of the show. Uh, yes. Well, towards the end of the show. We have an interview. We're going to be talking to Barton Cranberry. Yes, uh, as you probably have heard of him. He's an up-and-coming politician. And he's just started running some campaign spots. Actually, he'll be running some on this show. Yes, uh, funnily enough, after uh, our last week's episode, Kev McCauley was taken off the air. Uh, well, I, you know, trying to attempt telling your one of the hosts you're going to murder them is maybe not the best way to I stay actually, on. I actually thought he was a pretty nice guy, but you know, apparently, avenue ad revenue is not a good enough excuse to make death threats. I don't know. He was whatever. paying us in fruit, only weirdly red fruit. Like I don't even understand. They were delicious. They're red, delicious apples for <laughs> a reason because they were delicious. All right. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's not really like good enough for him. But if you came from a entitlement to the side for a second Ugh. if you came from a third world country that would be more valuable than you can't eat gold okay no i mean I'm ha i mean it's not that the fruit was the problem obviously i was fine with accepting the fruit is payment i'm just saying that if all you're gonna pay me is fruit and then you're gonna threaten to kill me i just might not be that into it yeah and also i suppose it'd be a bit weird if you try to pay us in gold similarly yeah, that would be. <laughs> but anyway, we've we've got uh, we've got Barton Cranberry on the air uh, later on in the show, uh, very much later on in the show. I would say actually at the end of the show. Uh, so hang around for that because that uh, ought to be very interesting. Should be very interesting. But to start with today, I have brought you a story that I ran across in my travels on the internet. You know how I like to travel on the internet, and this is a story about Megumi Igarashi or the good for nothing kid. That's what she's known as. Really? She has a nickname. <laughs> she has a nickname, which I believe the alias is pronounced Roku Denashiku. 
means good for nothing kid. Spot on Keep in mind, well. I think she's in her 40s, so I don't know how much of a kid she is. So she's a Japanese artist on a mission to demystify female genitalia. So this is, I'm just going to briefly say, this is an article from The Independent written by James Vincent. Just okay. credit where credit's due. So she's trying to demystify female genitalia, and she has been arrested for... What for? <laughs> well, Sorry, they're, they're I, you looked like a, you were expecting a reaction. Can we do that again? <laughs> okay. Let's go mm. again. She has been arrested. <gasps> what for? Well, there are local obscenity laws in Japan, and she distributed a digitized model of her vagina for 3D printing. Okay. Yep. So she produced the 3D scan as part of a crowdfunded project to create a kayak modeled on her genitalia. Okay. And she was, she was going to, like, film it, and she was going to, like, ride the kayak around. Would it, it was, how well designed was this kayak? Was it, was it, uh, could it float on water? Was it? Yeah, it's, it was meant to have floated on water, So yes. you can, so is it, like, you know, can, is it hydrodynamic? Are you, can you, is it? Well, I think it's just, could I think you it's, compete I think it's, in it? I think it's a regular kayak, and then there's sort of the vagina 3D printing kind of on top of it. So you could compete in that kayak if you wanted to. Probably. The point is... Can we get a, a one of those kayaks and compete with it? Can Here's, you kayak competitively? I've never done it before, but I'd give it a shot if it was in the, what um, Igarashi calls the pussy boat. That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> the pussy boat. So the people who... People, Wait, so she named it the pussy the boat. The pussy boat. She's, right. I'm, I'm going to read you some of her quotes, and she, she likes that word. Brilliant. So 30 of the people who funded the craft were sent the digital file, so they can scan it and make their own. If they have a 3D printer, then they can make it. Um, as a thank you. So this action led to Igarashi being arrested by Tokyo police for breaking Japanese obscenity laws. They alleged that Igarashi, 42, collected around 1 million yen, which is 5,700 pounds, which is like... Like a roughly $11,500. There we go. <laughs> In exchange for the scans, but local media has reported that Igarashi denies this and does not recognize the 3D scans as, as obscene. She's 42 years old, and she first made a name Ugh, for herself disgusting. with her Deco Man series of dioramas based on molds of her genitalia. Deco is short for decoration, and man for the Japanese word manko, which translates as pussy. She just she loves the word pussy. So <clears throat> this is a quote from her on her from her website. All right. Why did I stay, start making this kind of art pieces? That was because I had not seen pussy of others and worried too much about mine. I did not know what a pussy should look like. At the same time, I thought mine is just abnormal. I wanted to make pussy more casual and pop. Oh my god! That's why I came to make a pussy lampshade. A remote-controlled pussy car, a pussy, <laughs> a pussy accessory, a pussy smartphone case, and so on. And she turned to 3D printing because the silicone molds she used to make her dioramas would quote-unquote gradually deteriorate. Can I make a note that I'm not actually ridiculing before your mouth is still <laughs> poised open to speak, uh, just before you do. I'm not actually objecting to what she's doing. I have no problem with that. It's just... The overabundance of the word pussy I find to be because rather it's, funny. It's funny because, I mean, she talks about how she can make a pussy boat that will go across the ocean. She's really excited about it. And she talks about how, you know, but then when she talks about men, she's like, you know, we see penises everywhere and that's fine. Do we? But the pussy in Japanese culture. Ah. They have festivals celebrating the penis. Fair enough. But if people who have ever watched Japanese porn know, they fuzz out 
anything. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. the obscenity laws that she's broken because she's transmitted some photos, or I guess 3D, uh, something you can print off of. That I don't is, even know how that works. That is literally the best story you could it's have It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, a boat, it's a story with the words pussy vote in mm, them. So you yes. know it's good. Uh, so uh, from pussies to Tim Tams... Which, to quote the great Greg Barrent, the Tim Tam does taste like God's vagina. Or God's pussy. I can't remember what he said, but one of the two. I am so grateful that you found a way to make that... I'm like, Greg Barrent made that connection for me. To make that segue smoother than it was. (laughs) Because I had so much confidence going in. And then it was just... There was nothing there. God's pussy. Continue. Um, (laughs) let's, let's, Let's talk Snack Corner. Snack Corner. Corner of Snacks. Yes, that's right. <laughs> snack Corner. We even made a fucking theme tune for Snack yeah, Corner. Yeah, we did. Snap. Uh, Tim Tams. Now, I, I just... I know Tim Tams are very popular, but... I, I See, I don't... People often approach me with ridicule when I buy this particular type of Tim Tam. And it is by far the best, okay? And, I, you know, I'm sorry... If that offends you, if you have a different opinion, if your favourite is caramel, or you're like one of them regular Tim Tam folk. I'm just the idea that someone's going to be offended by what you say about Tim Tams and I just said pussy like 15, 30 to 30 times. This is the internet. People will be offended by what what I'm saying. The point is, if you question someone's opinion, regardless Mm -hmm. of what it is, they'll be offended by it. Okay. Look. Okay, three words, man. Double chock Tim Tam. Chock is a contraction. It is not a... Well, it's not even a contraction. You know what I mean. It's a short... Abbreviation? It's an abbreviation. Uh, It's not even a word, but fuck. In this case, it is. Double chock Tim Tam. Double coated. Double coated Tim Tams. If you put one of these motherfuckers in the the fridge, it hardens up like, like, like a block of chocolate. And that snap, when you bite into it, it's like heaven. God's vagina. Uh, Greg Barrett? Yes, comedian Greg Barrett. Amazing, amazing. Double Chock Tim Tams. That's my pick of the week uh, from Snack Corner. If you haven't had them, uh, try them out. If you have had them and you feel a little bit elitist and you're like my housemate and you're all like, well, it's, I've got Tim Tams, but it's no <laughs> chock coated. I shouldn't rip on him. He actually offered me one of his Tim Tams after I ran out uh, and I was too and much. And he also listens to the podcast. And I was too much of a douchebag to say, why, thank you, friend. I will take that. Um, <laughs> if Yeah, just, you know, get off your pedestal and get onto mine and have your double chock, chock Tim Tams. Snack Corner. Snack Corner. Corner of Snacks. All right, uh, so that was Snack... Wait a second. What's Sorry. happening? I'm just, getting, I'm just getting a message in through my earpiece. There, there, is, a, there is a breaking report. Oh, my God. Of a horrible accident. Okay, um, do you mind if if we cut away for no, a second? We okay. have to cut away. Okay, I've got I've got I've got uh, reporter Carl Sagan on the line. Uh, Carl, Carl, are you down there? Uh, hello. Uh, is, yes, I am here. You can hear me, Carl. Uh, yes. Now, uh, Carl, I, I've heard reports of a horrible accident. Um, can you? I've I've heard the word semen thrown around a lot. Can can you fill us in? on what is happening with the semen-related uh, accident. Yes, I, I feel that you missed the first part of that, which was horse. There was there was a horrible horse-semen explosion. Oh my god, a horse-semen explosion. Where did this take place, Carl? Well, we are in a downtown factory area, and you see, they, they use the horse-semen normally to, to inseminate horses. 
Of course. So they, they pump it out from the horses and then they, they transport it around yes. in these big containers and there was a bit of a car accident and the horse semen exploded across the road. Oh, that sounds devastating. Devastating. Can you tell us, have there been any casualties? Perhaps fatalities, if possible? Um, well, I have noticed some people who seem to be quite disgusted and that some people seem to be lying on the ground and I can't tell if they're enjoying the horse semen or they have been hurt in some way. So you're saying it's it's a it's a, a death of dignity. There have been a number number of fatalities relating to people's uh, a dignity and I, sense of pride I, and personal honor. Yes, I I would say very much so that most people have feel a little worse about themselves after today. There's going to be some hot showers taken tonight. Oh, that that's terrible. Um, can, can we possibly speak? To any of the, the people around yes, there? Yes, let, it... let me find, there's a man here on the ground. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, sir, I'm, I'm here reporting for a podcast. I was wondering if you might answer some questions about the tragedy that has happened today. What the fuck are you talking about? The, the, the tragedy, the loss of semen? Get out of my fucking face! I'm covered in horse semen, you British ponce! I guess I don't know what he's talking about. I think if you look it up, you'll see it. American, I believe. Carl, Carl, can you can you get that situation under control? Ah, uh, well, he's he's vomiting. He's vomiting. It's much worse than just horse semen. Oh my it's God. horse semen and human vomit mixed together. It smells. Oh, oh, I've fallen in my own semen vomit pool. Oh. Carl, Carl, uh, uh, he's what's going head. on there? He's in his head. I think he might be dying. We might have a fatality. He's dead. Someone yes. has died. Yes. Yes. Is that is that what is that a confirmed fatality, Carl? Um, let me. Yes. Horse semen fatality. Oh, oh, that is great journalism, Carl. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you later, Carl. Yes, I will stay on the scene for many hours. Or you will stay on the semen, eh? I, I don't understand. It's, it was a pretty bad joke. Don't worry, Carl. Anyway, get lost. Well, wow. Wow. That was crazy. Unbelievable scenes from the horse semen accident. Just, just devastating. Wow. That's not very far from the studio either. That's no. only a few kilometers. In fact, I think I can smell it. I can smell something. Mm. Uh, no, that's my semen. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? While sorry. we get Matt cleaned up, I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. Did you know that hat hair is the biggest growing trend in both hats and hair? Well, it is. Using our patented I'm a Douche technology, your disgusting hat hair will be the envy of your friends, family, co-workers, even strangers on the street. Still not convinced? Check out these testimonials. Hat hair lowered my self-esteem to the point that I don't worry about anything else except how I'm gonna kill myself. Hat hair didn't cure my tuberculosis, but people stopped noticing the blood I coughed off thanks to hat hair. I haven't felt a woman's touch in six years, but that's okay, cause my wife is a terrible lover. Thanks, hat hair. Hat hair was my date to the prom. Time and time again, hat hair has proven to be a life-changing decision for millions, yes, millions of people across the globe. So why wait? A new life is only a hair's breadth away. Choose hat hair. This message has been brought to you and paid for by the Hat Hair Lobby of North America. Welcome back to Dinner Party Small Talk, and uh, as you may have heard, that was that was an ad from uh, one of our new sponsors, Hat Hair. 
Yes. I'm not sure if you've noticed lately, but I've actually been using hat hair for myself. I, I have actually noticed. It's a different look, but I like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I don't like it, but that's why it is transformative. You see, yeah. um, I see because I've been growing my hair out as you as you may have noticed, and uh, and I've been using hat hair to cover to cover up the more unruly days mm, when I you know mm, when I just mm, feel like mm. I can't tame it down, and it really just gives me that flat, um, you know, sort of lame. Yeah, indented, really unstylish look. And I, so this is this is not a, a paid for comment that I'm making. I'm just oh. I really I do endorse hat hair. We, we believe we believe in our sponsors, at least some of them. Yeah, changing lives, you know, changing yeah, lives. Amazing. Uh, okay, so uh, still recovering from that unbelievable scene of carnage with the horse semen beforehand. Uh, it's it's honestly it has been a devastation to the horse semen industry. Yes, I mean uh, everything started to wrap up there, and, and Carl Sagan came back into the studio, and he was just really really quite. Shaken up. And horrible to be around because he was just... Well, he's a bit horrible to be around pretty much all the time. But now he reeks of semen. Yeah. But I think we've really pushed the semen thing as far as we can go and should <laughs> abandon that as, as quickly as possible. Abandon the, the, the semen? And move on to Nostalgia Killer. Nostalgia. 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 Killer. That's right, Nostalgia Killer, where we take the things that you loved as a child and shit all over them because they're not as good as you remember. Or maybe they are as good as you remember. As we found out last time when we talked about Stargate, literally the first thing on Nostalgia Killer, <laughs> and I kind of liked it, you know? Um, since you made the choice for this one, uh, can you fill us in a little bit about, yes. about what we're going to talk about? Alright, so today we're looking at two films in a series. Uh, did not watch the third film because we were both a little too terrified. After the second one, just I just couldn't, couldn't watch another do one. It. Maybe in the future. But so these are some movies from our childhood. The first one came out in 1990, and it is pretty radical. And so I think from that people probably know, or not, because that was really lame, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two, the Secret, Secret of, of the Ooze. Ooze. The Secret of the Ooze, it's literally just like O-O-O-H-S. <laughs> a plural, a number of onomatopoeia, and... I'm gonna give a little spoiler. Spoiler! Secret of the Ooze, it's not very good. Terrible. Actually, no, can we do the sound effect, because I love the sound okay. effect so much. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, did it... Hold, Hold up, up to what you felt as a child. Drum roll, please. It did! It was awesome! It's, of course it was awesome. It, the characters were well-rounded. Or at mm. least if the characters were one note, there were a number of them and they were different notes. Yes. Which was a critical failure of the second film. Oh, the second film. The second film is a hard sit-through. And it feels so long. And it, I don't think it is that much longer, but wow, does it feel long. Uh, I mean, you've got, you've got Raphael who's the angry one, you've got Leonardo, who's the leader, you've got Michelangelo, who's the clown, and you've got Donatello, who's the mentally retarded one, <laughs> who happens to be a tech head and is Which good with things. Which we don't even mean in a bad way. And that might have been more in the second one, but man, that character seems like he's a little slow. Anyway, he's, he's the tech head, he's the engineer, yeah. he's the, you know, the, the, the tech-savvy one. Um, and in Secret of the Ooze... You have... For Michelangelo's. Yeah, which it's, is too much, which is coming from me, who Michelangelo is absolutely my favorite in the first movie. Always was when I was a kid, thought he was funny, he's clever. But when all it is is him, it's horrible. It was just wisecracking for like an hour and a half. 
Oh, yeah, just spouting catchphrases. It's basically, it was Joey. It's like you take Friends, Friends works, it's a bunch of different people. Joey by himself, no one wants to watch that. It's too much. No offense, Matt LeBlanc, because she seemed like a very, like, it was a good performance. He seemed oh, very different. And you're amazing in episodes. Because he listens to this podcast. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. It's like his favorite podcast. Well, I was being facetious, and you seem like... No, you... he, he wrote to me, like, just, like, a few hours after the, the first one aired. I mean... And he would just, he's a big fan. Really? And that's not bullshit at all? No. Wow. Loves Conf- it. Confirmed. Not bullshit. Not bullshit. All right. Well, that's what we're all about here at Dinny Party Small Talk. <laughs> we're all about the truth. Not bullshit. 100% legit, start to finish. And in that vein, we got to tell you that, man, The Secret of the Ooze is a hard watch. What a piece of crap. They took the violence out. Which, okay, yeah, I get it, kids' films and whatnot, but... But it's just like, they're not allowed to even fight with weapons at all, and part of their defining feature is supposed to be, oh, they have all these different cool weapons. That's part of the interest factor. And it was like, it was like, one-liner, punch a dude. One-liner, punch a dude. Uh, And it was just the whole... It wasn't an... They weren't organic fights. It was just... It was something that was just hacked together because... That did people complain? I think people complained, or there was some like issue because it was too violent. I guess the first one, and the first one is kind of violent and kind of dark. Can we talk about where it comes from, though? What do you mean? The original comic book. The comic book's from? very much dark. Exactly. It's. I like... mean, the source material is dark. And then they had, and but I mean they had the kids show, which the cartoon, which mm. fair enough. Like okay, it's yeah. a cartoon, whatever. It's you know it's it's. Uh, made a little bit more colourful for the kids and yeah. whatnot, but <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, was, was, I, I thought you were making a joke because the original comics were in black and white, but you weren't, were you? I just thought that was a joke. You fucking nerd. <laughs> nerd. nerd I was like, so I'm going to make a nerd alert sound effect and it's going to happen right now. You're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, coming. did you just fart? No, it's the chair. Oh, the chair okay. makes horrible noises. I have accused her a number of occasions <laughs> on farting in that I'm chair not this morning. Farting. Um, so yeah, I, I, watching it back to back as well, it's like mm. it became even more grating because then you watch the film where like Splinter gets tortured, which is not a good, you know, it's not good. I don't advocate no, torture. No, but it but was. It's it. There's stakes. You yeah. feel like there's something at um. At stake. At stake. There's no other word for that, is there? That's annoying. And, and April O'Neil. <laughs> existed like in a real there was a purpose yes to her character in the first one in the second one it's a different actress and she's just some bumbling foil for them i don't know man and casey was there with his fucking hockey mask and he was cool he's super casey's super cool and then he's just not even in the second one and shredder was badass yeah like you know and he gets like one of the things that i remember more than anything else was him getting fucked up by that trash compactor it's it's really spoilers (laughs) that's a image man but I think that's better that's better than just like meh which is what I feel like the second one was I just oh didn't yeah he, he turned into super shredder and they oh, oh and should we mention vanilla ice is oh, that where you're going they get on stage <laughs> with vanilla ice and they go ninja dance. go ninja go it's so bad oh it's just, god it just it just feels like a big cash grab it's like hey we're making toys oh we'll also throw in this person who's popular of the moment like it just it doesn't feel organic at all atrocious so if you like secrets of the ooze as a kid you should probably get some kind of uh check because you <laughs> clearly are an the imbecile time, the time that you wasted watching that was time wasted and you should be reimbursed for it i actually think that i'm talking about myself because i, I <laughs> I think I liked it, although I can't remember. 
I here's the, the thing is, is I remember liking the third one, The Turtles in Time. But I, I don't even think I could rewatch it. I guarantee you the reason I liked it was not because it was good. And we, look, we probably should have watched it for the purpose of this, but oh, we just got through the, the second one. It was such a, a disappointment. slog after Secret of the Ooze. That's true. But so there you go. So, Nostalgia, The Veil Has Been Lifted, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. Totally holds up. Ding! Secret of the Ooze, not so much. Bow, bow. <laughs> Uh, and the others, don't even talk to me about the others. Don't even talk to me about the CG reboot. Uh, not the Michael Bay one, the uh, one that came before that. I, I was like, oh, this is... Oh, it's CG. Oh. And I'm like, if you can make a man in a fucking suit in 1990 look better and more, like, believable... Yeah, turtle suit. Cool. They look a, really good. Then CG in 20... In the, in the... You know, something beyond 2010. The fucking future... <laughs> then, like, and it's, I mean, I mean, as, like, a blanket term. Yeah, it's yeah. not just no, we a are literal future, future, but it is the future. Yeah. Then that's just disgraceful. And I don't even know what's going on with, with, with Michael Bay and his, and his abonic spouting turtles that they're look like... S- they're awful. They look so creepy. They have, like, lips, and you feel like they only have lips because they're going to make them kiss April, and I can't deal with that because it's gross, <laughs> and turtle sex is wrong! Megan, Between people and turtles, obviously. Megan Fox sex. is in it. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> Alright, uh, that was Nostalgia Killer, and I'm just, I feel so exhausted after talking about that break. fucking film. We need to take a little break. We're going to hear a message from uh, Barton Cranberry, who's our next guest. Yes. So listen closely. Uh, see if, you know, have a listen to, to the message that he is, is sharing with you. And, and then you can come and hear what the man himself uh, thinks straight from the horse's mouth. Although I think the ad comes from his mouth. And I don't mean to say that Barton Cranberry looks like a horse. But he has a long face. And he may have lost a large amount of semen recently. Oh. All right. Hello. My name is Barton Cranberry, heir to the Cranberry Empire and time's richest man, 2,000 and rich. You tell me, Barton, 2,000 and rich isn't a year. I say every year is 2,000 and rich for Barton Cranberry. I am here to tell you that I am running for politics and that you should vote for me for politics so that I can be elected politics. You say to me, Barton, politics? I say yes. You say why? I say yes. You look at me, bemused, befuddled, and a little bit aroused. I say yes. Vote one, Barton Cranberry. Best politics of the year, 2000 and rich. Hello, and welcome back to Dinner Party Small Talk. I'm Nissa. And I'm Matt. And we just heard an ad from Barton Cranberry. Yes, yes, a bright young rising star in the political ranks. Yes, that's a, what they tell me. Quite a privileged young gentleman as well, yes, by the sounds of it. Sounds like it. I, you know, I don't know that much about him, but I'm, I'm interested to find out and ask him some questions mm-hmm. sure, in regards sure, sure. to that ad. So uh, I'll, I'll go get him. Look, Great. I just, I need to wash some dishes. Um, oh, I'll oh. be back in about oh, what? It couldn't take me more than ten minutes. Oh, Is that right? Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Cool. See ya. Kind of weird, supposed to be doing an interview. <clears throat> and he left again. Good evening. Oh, uh, hello. Yes, please take a seat, Mr. Cranberry. It's um, wonderful to have you here. Yes, it's wonderful to be here. Fantastic. So we just heard your political ad a few seconds ago, and I, I have a few questions that I was wondering if you'd be okay with that, me asking you? Of course. 
Right, so you mentioned that you are the heir to the Cranberry Empire. What, um, what empire, what, what exactly does that refer to? I'm not sure I've heard of the Cranberry Empire. It refers to cranberries. The fruit? The, the, the actual berry. The band. The, okay. The word. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry, the word? Yes, the word cranberries. So, so you, your family owns the word cranberries, the band of the cranberries, and the fruit? That is correct. Like, all of the fruit? All of the fruit produced from now until forever and since the dawn of man. My family owns cranberries. Wow, that, I mean, how did that come about? We made the first cranberry. You made the first cranberry. My great, 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 great grandfather. His brother was an alchemist. He fused two berries, the strawberry and the cranberry. And he made the cranberry. Oh, so did he live in a bog? No, he lived in a castle. Oh. The castle. Wow, I've never even heard of that castle before. That's fascinating. It does not surprise me. It's a rather remote castle. Oh. Only the most privileged know of its existence. Wow, that's really something. Um, so that clearly left you with quite a bit of money. You're coming from a fairly privileged position into politics? This is true. Yes. Um, you mentioned a few times 2,000 and rich. Yes. Is, is every year for Barton Cranberry? That's what it says in the ad. Yes. It's merely a turn of phrase. So you do understand that it's not 2,000 and rich? I understand that. Oh, okay, good. I just wanted to I'm check. not a fool, peasant. Um, pardon? I'm not a fool. Um, oh... Okay, so you're interested in getting into politics, not interested in going into the cranberry game? The what? Well, like, you know, selling cranberries or whatever your family does. Oh, oh, I <laughs> thought you meant a game of sports involving cranberries. Oh, oh. <laughs> that amused me. <clears throat> no, I have founded a party. We are called the Conservative Cranberries of Australia. The Conservative Cranberries of Australia? Yes. And what, what are your policies like? What do you stand for in the Conservative Cranberries of Australia? I stand for little and for all. Okay, but, but concretely, like, what are the platforms that you stand on? No to red sauce. Yes to white sauce. No to red sauce, yes to white sauce. So in what context is that? Pastas. Pa oh, so it's not like a metaphor. No, I no. am referring to pasta sauces. Oh, okay, so you, you don't like red pasta sauce. No, I am vehemently anti-red sauce. Okay, um, <clears throat> but what if I were to, let's say, make up a sauce out of cranberries? That would certainly be red. I mean, it wouldn't be for pasta, of course, but... Then it is irrelevant. Oh, so this is only applying to pasta sauces. That is what I said. Okay, sorry. That is what I mean. Mm. So what else? Um, what else do you stand for? What What are your What are your policies? How Where do you stand on immigration? I care not for immigration. I stand heavily for the patronage of the creative arts. Okay. 
That, I mean, that's wonderful. I, myself, am a fiction writer. Are you? That's yes. fascinating. I have, I have brought an excerpt from my latest book. You, you... May I read it for you? Please. This is from my science fiction series. This is an excerpt from The Adventures of Space Captain Hugo Maelstrom in the year 2355. Book one, The Eternal Struggle of Man versus Machine Can I and the Weight <clears throat> of the Unknown Answer to the Invisible Question. Um, how many books are there in this series? Eight. Eight? Wow. Eight books. That's a lot. It is pretty standard. Well, I mean, Harry Potter only had seven. Is that not close enough for you? No, it is. I'm just, it's, you're very prolific, and I had no idea. What about Game of Thrones? Are you not keeping up? Well, I mean, they don't actually know how many that's going to have, so I don't want to. But you know how many was planned. Okay. I don't yep. see why this pedantry is necessary. Sorry, sorry. I was just really impressed. The Adventures of Space Captain Hugo Maelstrom in the year 2355. Book one. The Eternal Struggle of Man versus Machine and the Weight of the Unknown... Please. Sorry, we please. heard that bit. I just... I... Okay, sorry. Please. Sorry. <laughs> the Adventures of Space Captain Hugo Maelstrom in the year 2355. Book One. The Eternal Struggle of Man versus Machine and the Weight of the Unknown Answer to the Invisible Question by Barton Cranberry. July 7. 2355. Space Captain Hugo Maelstrom glared out into space from upon the viewing deck of his starship, the Saucy Pan. The Void, he thought. Now I understand why it is that they call it that. Who they were, he did not know. Perhaps he did not even want to know whether he would ever know if he knew. Even now, he had no knowledge. But this was all a trifling matter. Please. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, it was a wonderful use of homophones. The Adventures of Space Captain Hugo Maelstrom in the year... I can skip ahead. I will skip ahead. Oh, wonderful. Yep. <clears throat> but this was all a trifling matter. What mattered was not what he knew or knew not. It was what knew him. Out there somewhere in the big... Black space, the star pilots affectionately referred to as Outer, was a race of cybernetic reptilian humanoids known as the Reptiloids, and they wanted him dead. Now that's one thing he was sure he knew. A knock at the door awoke him from his silent contemplation, and Maelstrom turned his space cycle around to see her. To some, she was a simple milkmaid. To others, she was simply an ick. Please, Sorry. please allow me to continue. I wish Sorry. to have no further interruptions. Sorry, I, was, I just have one quick question. What, it, what it was the milkmaid milking in outer space? If you will listen, okay. you will have an answer I'm to your question. So sorry. I'm now, so no sorry. more interruptions, yep. please. <clears throat> sorry. The Adventures of Space Captain Hugo... Uh, please. Uh, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> that is merely a joke. Uh, <laughs> Maelstrom turned his space cycle around to see her. To some, she was a simple milkmaid. 
To others, she was simply an ignorant maid tasked to care for the milk recovered from the starship's herd of space bovine. But to him, to him, she was the object of his unrequited love. Yes, he said in such a way that suggested both an heroic dedication to his duty and a deep and abiding lust for the woman standing before him. What do you want? Sorry to bother you, sir, she replied in her broad northern brogue. It's just that I think that your dinner's ready. He closed his eyes as she spoke. To some, she sounded like a rough country gal, as uneducated as a desk plant. To others, she was simply a stupid person. But to him, please. I'm sorry. But to him, he heard honey in her voice. He heard the sweet, lilting soprano of a rural operetta spewing forth from her delicate maw, pouring her lyrical ejaculations all over the floor and his face and into his ear. Excuse me, I always get infected by this bit. Pouring her... Pouring her lyrical ejaculations all over the floor and onto his face and into his ears. So beautiful. Okay, he replied, in such a way that his gruff exterior weakened for a millisecond, briefly exposing his soft inner core that cried fondly for her embrace. I'll be right up. His space cycle purred underneath him. He watched as she turned and left. He could smell her rugged musk floating in the room like a ghostly presence long after she left. First the reptiloids, now this, he thought. This is going to be one long space day. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was just wonderful. Um, so have you felt that your writing has influenced your, your run for politics? Yes. Yes, in what ways? Like, how do you feel? I feel myself deeply in touch with the emotional needs of others, particularly the poor people. But yet you're against immigration. I said it matters not to me. Oh. Oh, so it doesn't... Oh, okay. I so... care not whether people come into this country or not. Oh, I misunderstood. All I care is that they purchase cranberries and they vote for me. Oh, great. So, um... Do you want to maybe let people know where they can purchase cranberries or your books? Any fruit shop, any bookshop. I mean, other than the fruit house, we don't we don't actually want to um, encourage anyone to shop there. But any other place, absolutely wonderful. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like the people to know before they head to the polls? Please vote for me. Please buy my books. I am rich. If you had to um, pick one, you know, people either vote for you or buy your books, what would you pick? Are you suggesting that there is a choice that needs to no, be no, made? No, no, I was just saying, I was just wondering if your passions maybe lie outside of politics. No. N no. My passions lie in power and sci-fi fantasy novels. Well, you know, those two intersect, so that is just lucky for you. Um... Well, I think that's about all the time we have. It's been wonderful to meet you. 
I apologize if you have told me your name. I do not remember. Uh, that's okay, was Nissa. I don't, I don't, I don't think I did. Nelly. I will call you Nelly. Oh, that keeps. I will see happening. myself out. Wonderful. Um, thank you again for coming. I'm rich. Yep, I, we got that. Vote for politics. <laughs> well done. You missed the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. I just had the greatest piece of prose ever read to me that I've ever heard. Ah. You missed out. That's a shame. It really is. Just a damn shame. Oh, well. Um, although I can't say that I would necessarily endorse voting for Barton Cranberry, I would definitely say buy his books. They're that good. They're amazing. Really? Just... Just, just something that really needs to be experienced. I, uh, think. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get right on that. And, yeah. and I, I suppose so should you out there in Radio Land. Absolutely, and visit your local fruit shops as long as it's not the fruit house. Not buy the fruit house. Do not visit the fruit house. No, run by a psycho. But Barton Cranberry, nice man. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, he seems rather cold. Rather cold. Though I think he warms when he talks about um, his writing. It's, it's, okay. it's something to see. All right. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's it from us today yeah. at uh, Dinner Party Small Talk. Yeah, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dinnerpartysmalltalk. Pretty, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> if it's too hard to find, then we really don't want you listening. Yeah, just stop. Although, actually, maybe they're the perfect people to be listening. No, stop. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see you. See you later.